With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It's the Instant Reaction Podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Jared Stansberry here for Chris Williams today. He had some technical difficulties with the uh, Cyclone Reaction program on the Cyclone Radio Network, so needed me to, to fill in for him following Iowa State's 37-34 win over the TCU Horn Frogs. Cyclone starting Big 12 play undefeated, 1-0, for the first time since 2015. I believe it's the second time since 2009. First of all, I want to thank our friends at Carl Chevrolet and the McFarland Clinic in Ames for being the sponsors of the Instant Reaction Podcast. We wouldn't be able to do it without uh, without those folks. All right, let's dive into it. Obviously, the big star of the day for Iowa State, and there's a couple of them, I think, that really stuck out. But number one, it has to be Brees Hall. Uh, the sophomore tailback, 18 carries for 154 yards and three touchdowns. That 75-yarder in the second quarter really was a, you know, I wouldn't. It, it was kind of a, a tone setter. Uh, Iowa State's offense had really struggled up to that point. Uh, had had some really rough drives there early on in the game, uh, and then that run by Brees, you know, kind of opened things up for the Cyclones, and it made it to where uh, I think you you found where Iowa State had some sort of uh some sort of openings um obviously then the the next one is jaquan bailey who in the first half had three and a half sacks became the the program's all-time leading uh pass rusher uh the all-time leader in tackles for loss as well uh a guy that is has obviously worked his butt off for a long time uh since arriving in Ames and now as a fifth year senior for him to be able to get that record it is well deserved uh he's one of the one of the best pass rushers that the school has ever seen and um congratulations to Jaquan for for becoming that all-time leader in sacks at Iowa State but he was an absolute monster in the first half uh zero reprieve for uh from him and just that entire Iowa State pass rush for Matthew Downing TCU's quarterback in the first half Uh, I thought that that group up front on defense really uh, kept Iowa State in the in the game there for a while. You know, there were some situations where TCU was starting to drive, uh, and then Iowa State's defensive line would come up with a big play. They would be able to get a sack. They'd be able to get a tackle for loss, whatever it may be. Uh, Latrell Bankston gets his, get, got a half sack uh, this afternoon as well. Uh, he continues to impress in, his, uh, in the first two games of his career after transferring from uh, junior college. Uh, it was nice to see Eni Uwazirike get in there and get a sack, and then you know, I think you saw once uh, once TCU adjusted to try and take Jaquan away a little bit. Obviously, he didn't have uh, he did not have a tackle. He didn't have a sack in the second half. Uh, but you start to see some openings for uh, Will McDonald, who got a sack right there at the end of the game. I saw some openings for Any, and uh, and that's just where you know this this defensive line. If they're able to get that pass rush with only three. Uh, then you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be in a good situation. And obviously, it didn't work out a little bit at times for Iowa State today. There was the two, uh, basically wide open touchdown passes that were that were thrown by uh, Max. Or one was, I guess Downing's was pretty well contested. But then the the seam routes that Max Duggan was able to to connect on in the second half were uh, discouraging, I think. And I, I I don't imagine that that is something. 
uh, that can't be corrected. Um, I'm guessing that whoever whoever was at fault there, I think maybe one of them was Lawrence White. I can't remember who the other one was. Uh, but I would imagine that whoever it was that was at fault on that is not going to have a very fun time uh, watching film. And then I also want to give a shout-out to Mike Rose, who finished the game with uh, team-high 10 tackles and then obviously had the huge interception off of the deflection uh, that set up uh, Iowa State's last touchdown for Brees Hall. And uh, Jake Hummel had 10 tackles as well to lead the team. So those two guys, the uh, top tacklers for the Cyclones today, Jake also added a tackle for a loss. So good to see them get out there and, and get after it. But, I mean, I think after some early struggles for that Iowa State offense, you know, they were able to find something. Uh, there was obviously the crazy, I mean, the crazy play with Brock or I have no idea what the hell he was thinking. I uh, wish that he had been on the Cyclone Radio Network after the game to <laughs> maybe get some sort of explanation. Uh, but that is one that I think Brock Purdy is going to be getting, um, I don't know that made fun of is the right word, but his teammates and his coaches I'm sure will never let him forget about that play right at the beginning of the second half um, that was a that turned into a fumble. That was, a, I guess, a backwards pass for a fumble and turned into a touchdown. Uh, not ideal, especially from a junior quarterback. But at the end of the day, Brock did have a fairly efficient day, 18 of 23 for 211 yards and a touchdown. And this is what jumped out to me about this Iowa State offensive performance. 423 yards total offense. 211 passing, 212 rushing. This was the first time Iowa State had over 200 yards rushing in a Big 12 game since 2018, the win over West Virginia. This was also the first time Iowa State had five or more sacks in a game since uh, that game against West Virginia. So, uh, you know, I, I think that you got to be happy with the balance of that performance. I think we'd like to see a little bit more consistency, especially early in games, if you're, uh, uh, if you're Matt Campbell. Uh, especially from that offense but I thought once the offense was able to get going they really were able to um, you know put together some uh, pretty solid drives and only went three of 11 on third downs which is not ideal but I mean you short on the field that much uh, average 8.3 yards per play 11.7 yards per, per completion uh, and then 7.6 yards per rush which I mean I'd, I'd have to probably uh, I'd have to probably, yeah, I can do it right now. As I say, I'd have to, to check this out and see when the last time Iowa State had 7.0 yards per rush. Uh, okay, it would be, I guess, the Monroe game last season. They did it against Texas Tech last season as well. Uh, and then before that, it was in 2015. So they've done it twice against Texas Tech uh, in the last five years, and then they did it to Louisiana Monroe. And then they do it again today. So uh, that's obviously nice to see from the Cyclones seeing the, uh, a pretty efficient running game, not just them running it a bunch of times, but they were able to do it uh, with consistent success. And, um, you know, see Kanae Wongu score his second touchdown of the season, second of his career, one attempt, 49 yards, and one touchdown. That certainly will help the yards per rush average, although Brock, or, uh, Brees did average 8.6 um, as well. Uh, so I, I think that that was really nice to see, just to see Iowa State really moving the ball on the ground. You got to give a shout out to that offensive line, uh, still without Trevor Downing. Um, I can't, I don't know that Rob Hudson really played that much, but uh, I think that he was in uniform. So hopefully he'll be ready to go sooner rather than later. But Daryl Simmons, 
stepped in as a redshirt freshman and was was outstanding I thought for Iowa State at that red guard position and then you saw Derek Schweiger slide over to the other side and he played pretty well for the Cyclones along that offensive line so that group seems to be coming along I think that they found something there with that rushing attack and they're just gonna have to figure out a way to to be, continue to to carry that forward I uh, want to give a, a quick break here just from the the football analysis to say authentic brands is more authentic brand is more than just your source for official cyclone gear with an amazing team of designers authentic brand can custom manufacture polo shirts jackets caps bags and beyond for your team or small business check them out online at authentic-brand.com look authentic feel authentic be authentic i do think it's a little discouraging um from a defensive per, uh, perspective to see Iowa State give up 400 yards. But like I said, I I mean, they had to throw 40 passes in order to do that. Uh, and then obviously TCU was behind the majority of the game as well, so that didn't really help either. But only 99 yards rushing today for TCU. It seemed like they had some momentum at certain times, uh, able to gash the defense a little bit, but it never really would last. Uh, Iowa State would be able to buckle back down. I think you saw them rotating that defensive line a lot when they'd bring in that second unit was when you would really see TCU start to have a little bit of success on the ground. But all in all, I think that it was a pretty solid day for John Haycock's unit just um, in what they were able to do and really only gave up 27 points considering the one play that, like I said, was just an absolute bonehead thing by Brock. But uh, nice to see Charlie Kohler get back out there, five catches for 27 yards. Uh, 5.4 yards per catch. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson had four catches for 26 yards. Landon Akers with the one big catch had two catches for 60 yards. And then it was uh, obviously the huge play from him uh, that set up uh, Connor Sally's field goal there in the first half. Dylan Sainter, two catches for 18 yards. The true freshman Daniel Jackson got into the game, two catches for 14 yards. Joe Skates with the one catch for 44 yards right before uh, the end of the third quarter. That a ultimately turned into a Brees Hall touchdown run right there at the goal line. Uh, it was good to see him get in on the action. Brees had one catch for five yards. And then Darren Wilson with his first career touchdown, one catch for 17 yards. And like I said, for the score right before the end of the first half set up by uh, Jaquan, Jaquan Bailey's strip sack and fumble recovery. That were a hu- uh, was a huge momentum moment, I think, for, for Iowa State. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it's nice to get a win, especially when you think about the fact that Iowa State has started 0-1 in Big 12 play. Uh, well, each of the last four seasons. Uh, and then I think like the six seasons before that. <laughs> uh, and you didn't have to do it against Kansas. I, I think I, I thought I saw that this was maybe only the sixth time that Iowa State has started Big 12 play 1-0. and Two of the wins were against Baylor back when Baylor was really bad. Two of them were against Kansas. Maybe one was against Missouri, and now you got one uh, against the TCU Horned Frogs. And uh, that'll set the stage for you know what figures to be a, a huge football game next Saturday at, at Jack Trice Stadium. There'll be fans in the stands, and there's going to be a, a huge national television audience with the Oklahoma Sooners coming to town. Obviously, you know that the Sooners are going to be – jacked up and ready to go i'm sure after losing to kansas state today 38 to 35 the wildcats coming back from a 21 point deficit in that one and um spencer rattler you know i've seen the joke on twitter and stuff like that that spencer rattler was rattled and i think you saw that kansas state was able to have some success in confusing that young quarterback Uh, i imagine iowa state is going to try and do a lot of the same things i think that 
uh, it'll be an opportunity for this Iowa State defense to get another big test against a really, you know, what's always a really good team. And uh, they're going to see what they can do to, to get inside that young kid's head. And um, hopefully the Cyclones will be able to continue to have some success running the ball. I think you saw Kansas State do that as well today. Uh, I can't remember that kid's name. Deuce Vaughn maybe is there, I think is the name of their running back and man he looks like uh, he made Oklahoma look pretty silly a couple of those times so hopefully Breach will be able to do the same for the Cyclones next Saturday but thanks everybody for tuning in to the, uh, the Cyclone Fanatic Instant Reaction Podcast uh, Chris is going to have a column tonight I'll have a call tonight. I think Chris's maybe is going to get posted tomorrow, but we'll have that here before the weekend ends. Uh, Rob will have full coverage for us here as the day goes on, so please make sure to check that out on the CycloneFanatic.com homepage. Thanks again to Carl Chevrolet and the McFarland Clinic up in Ames for being the sponsors of the Cyclone Fanatic Instant Reaction Podcast. As uh, as Jaquan Bailey said it on the Cyclone Radio Network, we are uh, tonight we're going to celebrate And then tomorrow we're on the Oklahoma train. So everybody celebrate tonight. Stay safe. Have a great rest of your Saturday. And then uh, we will talk to you guys again on Monday with football and random things and uh, in another week of preparation for Iowa State football. Peace.